Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today I've got Abby Yardav, who is the founder and chief technology officer of Xylotech. Welcome to the podcast, Abby. Yeah, thank you and happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. So, um, Let's just talk a little bit about Xylotech. Can, can you just explain um, what the company does um, and uh, you know what you're trying to achieve in terms of uh, providing tools to marketing professionals? Sure. So Xylotech is a B2B customer intelligence company. Um, we, we take pride in building this category called CDP, Customer Data Platform, um, even though we're CDP++. Um, what we really help is uh, B2B revenue ops team kind of help with their unifying their data, build a foundation, help with data quality and helping them with ICP enablement, ABM, and kind of revenue maximizing uh, approach with applying data at the right time, right place uh, with appropriate content. Uh, fantastic. So, I, I mean, one thing I, I'm interested in is how did you get to the, the point of starting Xylotech? I'm not sure that people start out in their career with, I really want to build a customer data platform. Um, so, so talk me through your background, because it, it's very interesting in terms of some of the things you've done. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so all my life, for almost uh, two decades, um, I have been, a, I've been a great champion of customer centricity, Back then, that's how it was called. My, I'm an engineer in MBA. Um, I call myself as a business nerd. Uh, <laughs> you know, with product-focused tech entrepreneurship, I, um, I, I believe what we try to help with companies is um, is how to activate their data and decision into something contextual for their existing customer. Um, I, you know, in past life, we used to call this customer lifecycle automation. Um, I had uh, from, you know, from my GE days back then with many startups, uh, I have uh, tried for this infinite game of customer 360 um, in terms of helping, you know, revenue team, mostly marketing sales in kind of fully leveraging their customer data without worrying about you know, building a whole engineering um, capability or a data science capability in a sort of more automated fashion. Um, and that's that's what we've been doing my early life back here in in, a, in around 2012. Um, I took a sabbatical. I was still in my 30s, early 30s. So I went back to school, did my full-time MBA at MIT Sloan. This is also an interesting time because we were pretty intrigued by what Netflix and Pandora's and Amazon's of the world doing is making, you know, uh, customer centricity at a at a whole new level and making it very individualized, you know, individualized content, uh, things like that. And then that really inspired while I was in the school doing this MBA project, I thought all my life being a data science, uh, data scientist, uh, it will be pretty exciting that we bring this in B2B, 
where things are far more complex. The individual is a moving target and relationship matters of the individual with the company you're targeting. Uh, the company in itself is pretty complex when it comes to decision-making unit, what you're trying to buy and what you're trying to sell into. Um, the life stage varies, you know, content varies by individual. If I'm a CMO, I might like to, if I'm trying to buy a technology, I might look at something, you know, which will give me return on investment, you know, kind of, kind of business case around it. But if I'm a, I'm a user group, I'm playing up, I'm, I'm a team trying to buy a technology, to solve my day-to-day -day grunt problem of data quality or trying to um, get a piece of software which will keep my data live or managed and save tons of hours of me doing grunt work. You know, I want to I wanna hear some of those things into the appropriate content from a vendor. And uh, so, you know, when we were in school doing this academic project, um, HubSpot was in our sort of, um, you know, LA and often used to hear from Brian Dermish, the whole content marketing boom. And, you know, thought it, it's pretty inspiring. Uh, building content would be cool. Um, this is the future B2B marketing and marketing automation and things like that. But then, um, you know, at some point in time, it boils down to contextual content. You know, sometimes have to dealt with individual, like who this person is, who's, where is he in the customer life cycle, you know? what persona is this you know what how we should you know connect with them because um so and that's inspired us that we should be a data and decision engine to basically activate some of these content orchestration or campaign or marketing automation tools where you know a b2b marketer or or an ops exec could basically activate some of these uh, appropriate content at appropriate time, you know, very contextual and to the right person at the right time sort of thing. Okay, so so what you're trying to do is you're trying to basically determine what would be the right content for each particular website visitor, for example, as they come onto the web. Is that is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, and, um, you know, more appropriately to say, you know, marketers always have content, but they don't know when Mike, who just came up on my website, who is Mike? You know, is he a CMO? Is he a potential user, potential buyer? Um, you know, what is he looking at? From that context, we, we try to bring that identity, you know, sort of un, unbundling that identity, but also kind of, um, you know, helping connect dots with respect to what you would call as contextual content to the mic. Okay, okay, that, that that makes sense. So, I mean, I think one of the things people listening to the podcast might be a bit confused about is the difference between different sort of platforms. So you've got your customer database, you've maybe got a marketing automation um, platform, you've um, then hear about customer data platforms. And I think, uh, you know, if you go to the Xylotech website, you start talking about customer intelligence platforms, um, which is your CDP++. Can you just explain those terms and what each of um, those particular solutions do and how they differ? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we often use this, um, you know, framework to explain everyone that if you look, if you 
if you have these three Ds, you know, data management, decision management, and delivery management, um, you can sort of bundle um, all kinds of data management, orchestration, enablement, storage, you know, all kinds of those solutions into that data management. Well, decisioning is more the algorithm, the models, the AI, the analytics, or, you know, which kind of tells you what's the potential score for churn, what's the prioritization, where do I, you know, what do I do when, you know, how do I um, sort of apply something at the right time. And then the delivery is basically the everything to do with sort of activation layer, um, depending on what's the channel. Could be a chatbot. It could be a marketing automation tool. It could be your CRM. It could be anything which helps you kind of activate, take an action. You know, the last mile. So um, if you look at a typical marketing scenario, um, people have been focused mostly on the lead funnel all this while. Been targeting uh, all kinds of spray and pray and campaign-led lead gen. Uh, and then when this account-based marketing boom came in, people have started realizing the importance of what we call hybrid funnel or um, something where you you do need the lead, but you also need to focus on the accounts you care for. And we took this you know, into a more advanced form of what we call as ICP enablement, because in B2B, there's no concept of like customer per se. So we call this as ideal customer profile. So going back to your question, you know, uh, it, the customer intelligence platform for us is, is basically uh, one source of data and decision system, which helps unifying first and third party data for the accounts you're going after so that you could basically do account prioritization, you could do ABM enablement, you could basically activate um, all kinds of kind of proactive campaign than sort of doing reactive marketing. When you get a lead, you gotta enrage, you gotta do this, you're gonna find out who this person is and then send a content. This basically helps in kind of automating the marketing automation systems who has a lot of content, but they just don't know how to segment the data, how to segment an individual, how to segment an account, and who may be the relevant account at relevant time, you know, to basically activate a content. So we're the data and decision engine. We call this as customer intelligence platform because it helps in, you know, curating your first party data also in appropriate um, sort of trusted foundation. Um, you know, we have our own proprietary data where we allocate kind of what we call them as ZIDs, you know, for an appropriate account and individual. Um, so you're not, so you, at any given point in time, you know what account you have, you know, which are the one net new contacts has just come in, what you already have in the foundation, who are anonymous, what do you do with that? So it's basically, um, a nice kind of a data decision kind of a platform where you can play around with um, tagging and data quality and, you know, kind of leveraging this data into like activating because one of the thing was, you know, once you have this unified data, what do you do with it? So we solve all of this and that's why we call it as customer intelligence because it enables uh, insights and identity and intent all at the same time. 
and it, it sounds like to, to do this you're pulling data from an awful lot of different sources is that right yeah yeah so um it has a pre-build you know sort of connectors and integration with numerous uh SaaS applications you know where it could be a crm marketing automation your customer success or customer support desk you know apps things like that but it also helps you unifying your first party data within these apps to also like third party data providers you know potentially an intent provider potentially a you know dnb or you know because all these all these even third party data vendors have you know some part of information where you just need two fields in one field but then their data model is different than what you're maintaining so you know all of this comes down balls down to not at an integration level situation but actually at an id level unification so unification of people activities and companies that's what we enable mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting it sounds like um and i don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like you're saying that one of the issues with a lot of marketing technology is it tries to keep you in you know that particular product's little island whereas what you're trying to do is is share that data um so that you've got access to all your data sources at once is that is that really what you're trying to get to 100 percent um because we think you know point-based solution integration is still like a band-aid and you're just uh, you you still have a lot of blind side of that individual or activity which may be happening in a different silo so how about having it all at one place where you would know that okay all my hundred thousand accounts or about one million contacts or people um that's what that's what my playground is you know and how do i prioritize how do i activate how do i segment and activate them into campaign that's good but at any time any new contact or person comes in, I would have a base foundation to know this is a net new person um, which has come in and you you know what, what to do with it. So uh, That makes sense, definitely. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested, you, you mentioned as well that you create some of your own data with these um, ZIDs that you associate to contacts. Can you just tell me a little bit more about what you do there? yeah yeah um so when we started we obviously uh built an integration framework across these third-party vendors of data provider and then we realized there's tremendous challenges there because most of these third-party data vendors data is built for sales and prospecting but not for repeatability or not for gdpr compliance if i'm if i'm if i'm a brand i'm trying to build my First party data foundation, you know, can I can I be compliant with GDPR? Can I combine with privacy norms at a global scale with each country? So what if I wanted to enrich my first party data with the third party information? And that's where there's a lot of disconnect, you know, with how some of these third party vendors um, has managed, you know, information by, you know, company name could be you know, there are like five Xylotechs in United States just because we have five offices. And with somebody else, it may be just the legal name where legal buying company may not be the company who are actually making the purchase, maybe just the name on the invoice. Um, so these kind of challenges were there. So we end up, you know, started creating our own database 
uh, we started by account because there's only <laughs> a given quantity of you know long tail accounts where everyone is kind of after mm-hmm. um, so we built um, a global foundation of accounts curated on our sort of you, you know one basic data model which could be leveraged for unification for this purpose of enrichment primarily and similarly then we started you know getting hold of a lot of public information and you know getting getting the same thing done for like people graph as well so it's both uh, for people and companies we have like curated ids we don't sell this data like that we just use it for identity resolution this is one of our unique differentiation and it's a trusted id resolution where you're not relying on the um any particular one source because these are very curated ids where we we have you know have kind of even gone ahead and manually curated this particular entity that this mic is the same mic and this is his linkedin and this is his twitter um and so kind of real person and real company kind of when when it comes to unification enrichment and resolution you have trust which one to you know rely with while you're building this foundation? That's great. That's that's um, that's incredible. So you're really adding value by by I guess building on the third party data sources as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of these, like I said, you know, database is great uh, from a sales prospecting, but you know, they may have sixty million company and like I know three hundred million people. But if you're an enterprise, a B2B enterprise, and 95% of your revenue is coming in from 200,000 accounts, what would you do with this 60 million accounts of this database? Mm-hmm. Then it's creating a whole grand exercise for you to build a whole capability to extract what you want, which, you know, where timing is in essence, you need agility, you need trust. Um, so we sort of went ahead and, you know, did it all, all by ourselves. And this, in some way, this this also helps them at some point in time. They also want to, you know, still leverage some third party vendor like an intent provider. They can still use RZID uh, as a unique uh, sort of matching point with some of them. So it basically shortened this whole cycle of one year long building a capability of engineering and data and then doing it to yourself, um, losing a lot of time there. That makes sense. I, I, I'm interested. You know, when people start working with you, what's the, the the bit of that data puzzle they're they're most missing, or they they really want to get? I mean, what's is it? You know, um, contact data enrichment, or are they looking for something like intent data, or where are people really looking to to move to, um, in terms of the next step with their marketing campaigns? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great question. So. What we have done is as a platform, um, we have, you know, come up with more sort of modular approach where we obviously help our clients or new companies or customer kind of onboard on a crawl, walk, run strategy as their program matures internally. Um, So we have companies who have a marketing automation and CRM and they just don't have a foundation in place because uh, they've been trying a lot of integration in past with just putting CRM in the front and then doing all kinds of system integration. 
but then they realized that wait a minute, you know, we don't have a data governance framework. We don't, we don't, we, we just market to hundred thousand accounts. Why not build a foundation? So we help them start off with building this foundation uh, in certain scenarios. Uh, there's also a low touch uh, module or product we have called enrichment, where if you're a marketer and you may be doing an ABM, um, but you don't have the relevant contacts for the accounts you're targeting. So you may, you know, you could leverage our enrich product and, you know, start off with, here's my ABM list and how do I get to the decision-making unit here? Or based on that decision-making unit of the product I'm selling, what would be your relevant contacts? You know, this is the contacts I have. So, you know, we help with that intelligence also as kind of crawl walk around strategy. And then there is this full blown, you know, kind of what we call CDP uh, platform, which, um, which has insights module, a whole data operations suite, uh, because, you know, with B2B marketers, or, you know, list and Excel files are not going away. Even if you have <laughs> a foundation built, you know, you, you're doing a lot of digital events and um, you're getting a lot of CSVs floating around and every campaign you, you got to, you know, do a lot of scrubbing work. We have a lot of, uh, we have a, our UI or app which helps them in kind of running these Excel files and kind of dedupe and merging with some of the existing foundation data, help them scrub it in a more automated way. So they save tons of hours of work. And, you know, nowadays when specifically marketing is not so um, fully resourced with marketing operations as an emerging, you know, new uh, revenue kit on the block, but they're not, you know, you know, kind of resource appropriately. So we fit in pretty well because we we help them do this data management governance with, you know, sort of uh, how marketer and sales can understand and connect uh, instead of like building an IT capability or building a data science capability. Um, and, you know, CMO lifecycle is 14 to 16 months, you know, they need to still perform quarter and quarter. So we help them you know, uh, in kind of making this kind of short-circuited and getting um, towards more revenue marketing or revenue customer experience or that kind of thing. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I mean, in terms of, of data sources, you know, obviously one of the, the hot areas at the moment is intent data with, uh, you know, companies offering um, different types of intent data. How How do you see that changing marketing as we go forward? Yeah, I, I, I think intent data is one of the, it's been a pretty good buzzword for quite some, quite many years now. I look at it slightly differently. I look at a lot of these third party data vendors as intent signal providers, which is basically just a piece of puzzle, not the entirety. Um, so what you, and and don't take me wrong, there's tremendous value in the signal, but how are you utilizing that signal with your first party data is the make and break situation. So um, we have seen some of our clients, you know, who has built up foundation with us, they leverage these third party intent provider. And we have some partnerships as well, you know, somebody like Bombora, Tech Target, and all that, where you could help 
you know, um, well, we can help them kind of unify this third party signal with the accounts and with the first party foundation they care for. And that's where the real magic happens because you have this first party engagement data and then you have third party intent signal combined, which this in a combined form helps you with account prioritization, contact prioritization, you know, activating uh, appropriate content in the buyer's journey, you know, things like that. So you know where, where what's trending, you know, what, what's in a kind of in a combined way versus looking at it in a sort of silo thing and then, you know, going under that rabbit hole of chasing and then you realizing, well, this was just a research exercise uh, with this <laughs> intent signal. No, absolutely. It's um, it, it's really interesting because I think there's a, there's still a lot of hype around intent data, but a lot of people are failing to really get the benefit. And I think, you know, what, what you seem to be saying is that actually intent data on its own is not going to solve the problem. You've got to combine it with other data, particularly your own first party data. Is that right? Absolutely. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. Thanks for that summary. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm interested. I, I mean, the product sounds incredibly powerful, and obviously, is connecting to, to you know, a, a large range of, of pretty um, expensive enterprise tools. I mean, what sort of company buys into Zalatech? Is it really only the the largest enterprises that can afford this sort of technology? Well, we have, yeah. I mean, we have from the large enterprise, of course, is our sort of prime focus, but we, we're seeing increasingly a lot of like mid-market, upper mid-market companies as well. Mm -hmm. um, companies mostly who's getting mature with their marketing operations capability or their customer success or customer experience teams or the larger uh, bit of audience where, where, where our fitment is pretty uh, spot on. Uh, companies are also kind of trying to now focus on product intelligence and they, they, they want to, you know, focus on retention and cross sell, upsell, um, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot that happening and that's driving a lot of need for somebody, uh, like us, but yeah, it's mostly around the mid market to enterprise where they have a mature sales operations team and a marketing operations team and you know they want to integrate them well or they have a mature customer experience team or you know somebody is just starting you know and this pandemic situation has accelerated a lot of those companies as well who literally had very less um kind of maturity around customer success or um marketing ops has been reeling around so we're, we're seeing pretty good uh, excitement in this uh, mid-market space as well. Interesting. I was going to ask you about the uh, the impact of the pandemic, actually, because presumably that's that's something where, you know, you can really help because you're, you're very much bridging that gap between marketing and sales. And with sales not able to go out and visit customers, it seems like, you know, Xylotech would provide a, a great opportunity to level up your, your marketing activities to drive more sales, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not just that, we're seeing um, a lot of, you know, because of this whole job market changes going on um, and company doing a lot of reorg, a lot of these contact uh, information um, is getting stale and, you know, companies are more and more getting very account driven and, 
you know, ICP driven, ABM is a big, their company is doubling down on that. And, you know, they were trying out with just 100 accounts for ABM and, you know, that they are going out for global marketing operation style, kind of at a volume. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that. Um, we, we also see that um, it's not going to go back to where it was. Uh, I don't see that's gonna happen pretty soon, even with the medicine out and everything. And, but what, what has helped in the sort of mindset changes that companies have now, you know, kind of switching gears from a spray and pray marketing approach, where basically, you know, they used to get all kinds of data, buy all kinds of third party information, put it down in the campaign and, you know, spray and pray. So, and then see what leads happen, which we're seeing increasingly now companies are adapting the approach of this is my ICP. I got to have a data governance framework. I do want to invest on, you know, sales and marketing alignment. Uh, I want to activate the B2B customer experience kind of life cycle, uh, digital life cycle, like some of our clients says. Um, that's, that's some of these are kind of key projects, uh, or this is going pretty mainstream and coming 2021, I see this is going more and more with the, with, uh, with the majority companies. Oh, that's great. I mean, as a, as someone who used to be an engineer, I love the fact that marketing is becoming much more, uh, focused on process rather than, um, as you say, just on spray and pray or, or perhaps opinions of, uh, you know, what looks good on paper. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is, uh, it has come a long way. I think, uh, earlier the focus of marketing was, you know, uh, of course, like you said, you know, creativity, content, things like that. Then I saw, uh, I, we, we all saw that, you know, era of democratization of integration. So with IPaaS and all kinds of these traditional CDPs that all kinds of like, oh, I want to unify, I want to integrate this system and that system. So that became a commoditized. So now you have the data, but you don't know what to do with it, <laughs> you know? So that's where, you know, these, uh, these kind of more what we call customer intelligence come in place where you, where you have some sort of a governance framework, you know, what this contact is and how it is relevant to me at what time. So it's kind of getting mature from where it started off. It's come a long way, but I'm pretty, pretty psyched and excited about the future and coming here with, you know, modern marketing and revenue marketing and in the works. Brilliant. So I'm interested if anybody's listening and they're wondering, you know, whether Xylotech's right for, for them or whether they should start looking into it. What's normally the thing that drives people to come and look at the product? Is it the fact they're encountering problems, the fact they're being pushed to deliver better results? Uh, is it just that they've got so many different data sources they can't integrate? Um, you know, what, what's driving people to come to the product? I mean, um, I, I think the outcome are for, you know, everyone is kind of working uh, for growth. So if you're a growth driven team or growth driven marketing team or growth driven business, you know, um, and you're like struggling with resources around, you can't afford a whole COE of marketing ops center and, you know, 
buy tons of data tools and they want to spend the whole year in kind of building that team and want to get your quarter going because, you know, retention is getting more and more critical in the B2B world. Um, and so is your customer uh, relationship. You know, customer has been unprecedentedly more demanding and, you know, and because in our subconscious, we, we still, we're all human to human, right? So we're, we're still using Netflix and we're still using <laughs> Amazon. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm signing up a check of a million dollar for my technology provider, I expect bare minimum, I expect that these new, new guys and new, new account reps keep coming or at least recognize me enough that who I am and what I've been doing and what's my relationship with my brand to your brand. Um, so I think all of, all of this is, is kind of, um, you know, reeling to the fact that uh, we need to change our mindset quite a bit also with just not looking at it as a campaign wide policy, but also like, how do I make my business more customer centric when it comes to B2B and, you know, focus on more proactive work than sort of reactive, you know, firefighting daily. <laughs> so things like that. Excellent. And and in terms of, of finding out more, is the best place to go to, to go to the, the Xylotech website? Yeah, that's that's a good starting point. I would say we have a, you know, the same usual contact form there. But you know, my email ID is abi.yadav, which is a b h i dot y a d a v at xylotech.com. Feel free to write me in. I'll I'll help you connect with the right person. Uh, help, you know, one of one of the unique thing about our business is we're, we're all. We're a solid team, very passionate, trying to make a difference in the B2B um, customer intelligence world. So we're all pretty passionately committed and try to work with our clients as making them win. Uh, that's that's my personal motto too. So happy to help. Well, that's, that's great. So uh, people can contact the, the founder and the CTO directly if they want information. That's, uh, that's definitely a direct route. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm yeah, I, I, Abby, it's it's been fascinating. It's been really good. I mean, hopefully, uh, some of our uh, clients and our other listeners will be uh, in contact with you in the future. I, I really appreciate your time. It's been a, a great interview. Thank you very much. No, thank you. It was uh, it was great. Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B two B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favourite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.